Prototyping is a topic that is so much fun to most UX designers and that is great as it is one of the most important parts of the UX workflow. Therefore, this will be today's topic of the UX Global's podcast. Let's play the intro. Okay, so why is prototyping so much fun? To me, the main reason is that we as UX designers can work together with other people during this phase. Those people are our users. After the analysis and ideation phase, our first prototypes get created and we can actually start evaluating first ideas and concepts with our users. Prototyping is therefore essential to get valuable feedback by our users for the very first time. Of course, we have worked together with them during the analysis phase too, but we have not shown them any ideas yet. And this is the first time we actually have a concept that gets evaluated. We need to make as many loops of prototyping as somehow possible so we can create the best user experience possible. Generally, there are two main types of prototypes, low fidelity and high fidelity ones. You need to start with a low fidelity prototype, which can be a wireframing that gets evaluated by users or a paper prototype. But also some first click prototypes created with some prototyping tools can be considered as a low fidelity prototype. But why would you start working with something like a paper prototype? The main reason is that you can save valuable time and budget by doing them. Creating a software prototype is more time consuming than a paper prototype. So I would really like to stress that you do multiple loops of paper prototyping as the feedback is very valuable and the technique is really easy to execute. Everyone can do it with some basic instructions, but we as UX designers obviously are still the experts that should do it. As mentioned earlier, some first software prototypes can be considered as a low fidelity prototype too. They do not contain a detailed design and are more like some first wireframes that are clickable. Often no pictures are included during this stage of prototyping. There is something like a mid-fidelity prototype too, but it is quite hard to define what they actually are, because they are neither a low fidelity nor a high fidelity prototype, but there is no real definition or something like that. And that is why I would like to switch immediately to the high fidelity prototype, which can be defined as a prototype that feels like it is almost a finished solution. If you are creating a software, it could be a clickable prototype, Design elements like animations, transitions, different effects and many more details can be implemented in this kind of prototype already. You can even go one step further and implement a web prototype that has a connection to a database so that some basic data and selections made by the user can already be stored. But never forget, the main purpose of a prototype is still to develop an awesome interaction concept and informatics should not play an important role at this point of time. The design should be evaluated with high fidelity prototypes as it is part of the interaction concept. A button for example must have the affordance to be clickable, so you should evaluate different design ideas during prototyping. Now it is time for our music break of the day and I will be right back with the things you need to be aware of while prototyping.
go wrong during a prototyping session? Many things actually. The first case is that you are not prepared and forgot to start one component before the user test. This has happened to all of us and that is okay if we made ourselves a checklist and forgot one point of it. Well, it is not superb, but it can happen. If we, however, did not make us a checklist to make sure we do not forget something, but we did, then, in my opinion, it is our fault and we should definitely avoid mistakes like that as they can be eliminated easily by simply making yourself a checklist. Another thing that can happen during a user test is that the prototype simply decides to not work as expected. I have experienced it myself multiple times while working in the automotive industry, that many components, especially in high fidelity prototypes, do not work to 100% but have to be evaluated, which then is almost impossible. Also be prepared that a user test participant simply does not show up or shows up a day too early, which has happened to me. I knew I was done with my user tests for that day. It was during an internship. Suddenly, a user test participant showed up and said he was scheduled to participate in a paper prototyping test. I was quite confused, as you probably can imagine, and obviously not prepared. So I had like three minutes to get everything ready and set up. After successfully completing the user test, I had a look at my calendar and the participant was 24 hours too early. But we as UX designers should appreciate every participant and need to be prepared for events like that. An even more important behavior we as UX designers need to have is that we need to treat our user test participants always as friendly as possible. But at the same time, we should be neutral enough so we do not influence the evaluation. This is a quite tricky part and my advice is to not tell them that you have developed the solution that gets evaluated and you are evaluating it for someone else if this is not the case anyways. And always encourage them to stress positive and negative aspects as the main goal is to improve the solution, not to advertise it. A technique I will explain in one of the next episodes is think aloud. This is very important during user tests. Users should basically moderate what they are thinking and why they are maybe stuck and don't know what to do, or if they can remember something from a previous step and want to reuse it at a certain position during the user test or anything like that. The main point, however, is that the users are always talking and moderating what they are doing and why they are doing it. What is really important for us as entrepreneurs and some managers is that we should not be present during user tests as some participants might not be honest while we are there. I have experienced it once that a manager intervened in the test and explained a user how he was supposed to interact with the solution and that it is not that difficult. This is an absolute no-go and must be prevented under any circumstances by us as UX designers. If a manager wants to see the user tests, let them do one themselves. We as UX designers need to be as neutral as possible and even if the user is doing something that is wrong and we know how it is supposed to be, we must not intervene and have to encourage them to continue as the users can't be wrong anyways and it is only an issue we have discovered within the system. What we can do is ask them why they did a certain step but we usually should not give them any tips. That was quite a lot of input today and the main aspects of today's episode are that prototyping is a requirement for successful solutions and that we as UX designers need to prepare every user test carefully. 
I hope you enjoyed this episode. I definitely did. And please remember, always keep pushing. Have a good one.